84 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. When I say Parse, you say Rum. Parse. Rum. Rum. I, th- I think Zach got that one. No yeah. shot. You're drunk. If you need some Parse, if you want some Parse, it's about that time of year for some Parse. Go to Benny's. Go to your local liquor store. Get yourself some Parse. Comes in a nice box. Nice red or black box. Parse. We get a lot of news this week. A lot of, I think we have a lot of personal news for an off season. You don't often get a ton of personal news in the off season, but I feel like we have uh, some news that is close to us. And I'm going to lead with Zach Short is no longer a go tigers. He is a New York Met, and I'm going to have to think of something. Okay, I have to think of something because I don't have a go tigers for the Mets, but I'm going to think of something. Short. Probably mixed feelings, probably mixed emotions. How are you feeling? How um, it happened? How'd you find out? How are you feeling? Yeah. So again, you know, I've talked about this before. Like I figured it was going to happen, honestly, last year. Um, just kind of the writing on the wall, you know, not playing well, not getting opportunities, like all good, part of the business, part of the game. It's no hurt feelings. And I know like there's some dates in the off season where you kind of have to have a 40 man set. You have to have guys coming off the IL or off the 60 day. Like, so I, I figured things were going to be happening somewhat soon. And we got back from like a family kind of weekend in New Jersey and <clears throat> I'm on my way to, to go work out later in the day. And I like Lee on my two minutes down the road. And I see one of our assistant GMs is calling me and I was like, you know what? And I'm like going towards the exit of where I need to go to go work out and I answer it. And like, I can see how the conversation's going. And I'm like, you know what? Probably not going to be able to work out. I'm going to have to be on the phone for a little bit. And I just kept driving and, you know, he was just like, Hey, you know, <clears throat> this, that, you know, you, you were claimed by the Mets. Thanks for everything, blah, blah, blah. And then right after that, you know, my phone started to ring a little bit, but, you know, like you said, Ian, there's a lot of mixed emotions. Um, obviously, a new opportunity is great. Um, but again, it's very early in the offseason. A lot can happen. But, you know, it's it's bittersweet. You know, like the Tigers gave me a shot three years ago. Uh, I mean, they traded for me, gave me a shot. I made my debut with them. I've learned so much from that organization. I've met so many people. I've played with one of my best friends for three years who I went to school with. Um and then kind of just to, you know, like I said, you you saw the writing on the wall for a little bit and kind of just to have it actually happen was, you know, a, a different feeling. Um, it's like I said, very bittersweet. But at the end of the day, you know, again, if I'm fortunate enough to stay on the roster with the Mets, like again, like I said, it's a long, long offseason. Um, it'd be great. You know, playing for your childhood team um, seems pretty special you know, playing close to home. Uh, I've had so many people reach out and I'm so thankful for, you know, like I said, I've, I've made some great relationships over the last three or four years with the Tigers. And like I said, there's no hard feelings, no nothing, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an exciting time. Like, you know, it's just, it feels like a, you know, a breath of fresh air almost where it's a, it's a new opportunity. It's a new, hopefully, like I said, new opportunity for, for something great. It's pretty crazy. Cause you know, you get traded and you, you go over there and you get to you know, be in the big leagues and debut there. So that's like an amazing memory. You get to watch Miggy do his thing for the last few years. Or his, his career, that's incredible. 
you know, you get to play for AJ, who I know you have a great relationship with and respect a lot, you know, posts who we all know well, um, you know, goes from being your hitting coordinator to your manager in triple again to watch him manage for the first time. Like there's such a, a lot of really cool things. Um, and then this is a like super unique opportunity where you have a chance to play close to home where you grew up um, and an opportunity on a team that is spending money trying to compete, like going to be in it next year um, with a, a new, and it, it's also like a huge compliment. I think this is kind of overlooked in the grand scheme of things is like Stearns came in over there, took over and like, he's forming what he wants the Mets to look like. And like that dude went out, saw your name and like, claimed you and wanted you to be a New York Met like that's that's pretty cool yeah like again nobody dreams about being you know DFA'd or put on waivers obviously but again on the other side of the coin like you said it's 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 a very you know like you said good feeling and the way the waiver wire works is you know they have the um like the tire the uh like the draft order basically of you know who has first priority and they were one of the, you know, earlier teams. So again, you know, it's all things considered. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, had, like I said, had a lot of special people, a lot of special relationships in Detroit, um, learned a lot, play with some, some great human beings and great baseball players, but at the end of the day, it's a business and, you know, there's not, there's a, been a lot of people in, in this game who have been DFA'd before and turned it around. So I'm excited. It's, the off season's going great so far. Um, and again, I, I'm in a good spot mentally and physically. So it's been an exciting week or so. Um, I would just like credit uh, the day it happened. Uh, I was the first to put on a Mets hat. I sent him a Snapchat where I yep. drew a Mets hat on my head. And I put ZS quotations, question mark, question mark. We don't know what number yet. Um, I'm hoping he stays with 5'9". Um, hearing rumblings of him trying to buy the number 12. I don't know who wears that right now for the Mets, but I hear he might try to take that one. I'm not sure who someone might have it. I don't know who, but I don't know. We'll see. I, uh, I played the fifth on that one. Yeah. But that was the exact answer. Cause you texted us in our group text about it. And that was like the exact answer you gave. Like when I asked you, like, are you excited, happy, sad, mad? Like, what do you, what do you got? And it's like, like you said, like you don't, dream of being DFA'd like you're never happy to be DFA'd but you grew up a Mets fan like that's pretty sick that like you guys said like the Mets wanted you like teams don't just claim guys just like ah, I don't know like this guy's got a cool name let's let's pick him up like you know like they like you like someone there likes you so that's always yeah. got to be a good feeling that another team sees you as like you're a big leader like yeah, they wouldn't and, claim you otherwise right and I I would like to think that you know I bring a lot of winning qualities to teams so you know a team 100%. like like you said, Ian, you know, they're going out there and they're spending money. They're trying to compete. Um, you know, the roster situation is a little bit different than I'm sure what they have liked in the last year or so. Um, but again, you know, they have they have Lindor, they have, you know, Senga, they have Alvarez catcher, you know, they have a bunch of young people coming up. They have Pete Alonso if they don't trade him. You know, it's again, I'm sure last year was Demo McNeil, like they get Yeah, out. right. Like there's some names. So again. <clears throat> still a lot of off season left, but you know, as of now I'm going, I'm going to go and compete for a job in spring training. And like you said, you know, hopefully play for my childhood dream. Can you, number, uh, 12, number 12 might be a little hard to get though. The Francisco Lindor. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, that was no, that might be a know, tough one to buy. 
Yeah, but you know, I don't Never know. He might, he, he might. I don't know his contract. Who's got a better glove? Sports, Who's but... got a better glove? I'd put him up against anybody. Doesn't um, he have platinum? This is. I'm looking for a specific answer here. The best part, and this is not a knock on the Tigers. What's the best part about no longer being on the Tigers and now being on the Mets? You know the answer. This is a specific answer that will not like insult either team. Think of spring training. Yeah. No more Lakeland. Yeah, not no more Lakeland. Lakeland. Now it's what? You're right. St. Port right. St. Lucie. St. Lucie. Yeah, Port St. Lucie. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's a no, you're gonna miss it, man. Miss <laughs> I don't know. From Tampa. I don't know about that one, Jim. I will I will miss not living with with Scotty Efros yeah. from the pod. You know, yeah. we were looking Scotty, forward Scotty to needs it. a roommate. Is Port yeah. St. Lucie not near no Tampa? It's on the no, other side. Hours. Is it? Yeah. Well, uh, you guys we'll, could get a place in the middle. Yeah. We'll put out we'll put out a little ad. Anybody that wants to room with Scotty in Tampa, just shoot us a message. We'll get him over to him. He'll start sorting through applications. I might go down there and just take care of Scotty in spring if I got nothing else going on. Get That's him a ready, good point. You know? I like that. I like that idea. Get him ready. Just being a good teammate. Why not? Good friend. Not not a teammate, just friend. The other big bit of news <laughs> in Cubby Land. This one shocked. This kind happened. Of a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened right after we recorded last week. So, so this is about a week old now. But the Cubs moved on from David Ross and hired Craig Council. Now, a lot of none of us, no, and nobody saw the Cubs as a potential bidder here, um, which is why it was so crazy. You know, it was the Mets. It was maybe Houston. Maybe. I don't know, there's like three or four teams. Uh, maybe Milwaukee, going back to Milwaukee. Um, and then the Cubs make the move. Uh, it was just kind of out of the blue. You know, I have a ton of respect for David Ross. He was a great manager, a great friend, um, and gave me a chance to play every day. You know, started in 2020 um, and really helped me learn a lot about the game. And so, you know, always, you know, challenging when you have someone who you're that close to um, and you lose them in the clubhouse. But Council is uh, an incredible manager. He's had an amazing track record, always across the field, had a ton of respect for the way that he has gone about it with their group. Um, the way that he manages the bullpen, you know, the moves he makes is always kind of, you know, been super impressive. So excited to get going with him and, and pick his brain. He's been around the game for a long time. And he was announced officially today. This uh, might be a dumb question. Naive. Was his contract up? Rossi, Rossi had no, one year left. Nope, nope. Council, Council, yes. Okay. Council was a free agent manager. So why was the Brewers' owner so salty? Just because he went to the Cubs? Like I feel like his comments were like pretty pretty salty about it, weren't they? I think it was the Cubs part. Just because it went to like an in-division rival. Um, but yeah, I mean that <laughs> it was crazy. Because I don't think you ever see, like, you'll see, like, a midseason, like, in a sport, like, say, in basketball. Like, if they fire their head coach, you have to have an interim ready. So, like, they'll be like, oh, we fired this guy, but the whatever, associate head coach is now the interim head coach, or we hired this guy. But to kind of just be like, oh, like, Rossi's got another year, like, Cubs competed this year, like, just missed out on the playoffs. But then in the same tweet, be like, we fired Ross and hired counsel. It was like, that was just crazy to me to see. It's like, what? 
Like, hey, we, we found someone we like better. Sorry. That I don't know if I've ever had such a bit of shocking news come to me slightly before the general public found out. I found out maybe an hour, an hour and a half before it was, it started to get leaked. And I was like, I was sitting there kind of, I was on a call, but I was kind of like gently refreshing Twitter to see when it would break and then what the reaction would be. Cause like, it's like, I, when I, I was shocked when I found out well, and I knew like people would be like, what did you see the tweet? They were like, council's going to manage next year, but it, it's with a team that already has a manager. And it's I, like, yeah, that's wait. when, that's when I knew somebody had it. It was like, it was like, uh, it was like, he's not going to go with the Mets. And then people were like, oh, it's got to be the Astros. That's or maybe he's yeah. going back to Milwaukee. And then it was like, it's not the Mets or Milwaukee. And then it was like, oh my God, it's the Astros. And then it was like, it's a team that already has, has currently has a manager. And then it was like, who is that? You're like, wait, what? And obviously we should clear up like the cub, obviously like the Cubs let Ross know before, you know, getting like, it's, it kind of sounds like if someone from the outside is probably like, oh, they hired counsel and then fired Ross. It's like, no, like, they knew like they let Ross know before everything moved on. I'm sure like, you know, yeah, but it was, it was bonkers. I saw something that Jed, the Cubs GM, um, like did it very quietly. Just like, Hey, I'm the GM. I got okay from the owner. I'm going to try to get this done. And then that, that makes sense though, because you don't want other people hearing this. If a, if it doesn't work out like that, what is that going to create? There was another way to do it because if if they tried and didn't work and it was leaked, then you have a big You're done. You're done. Yeah, but bonkers, bonkers. And um, I'm gonna ask Zach because Ian played for him, and I feel like it's just an awkward question for Ian. I don't. I won't say it surprised me that Ross was let go. Like I wouldn't say it was shocking that they moved on. Would you? Would you agree with that? I think the last, I wouldn't say recency biased, but I think the last month of the season with the Cubs and how they kind of turned, they, you know, and you guys really turned it around, bought at the deadline, and then we're in really good position and then didn't make the playoffs. I think it, it might have struck a chord where they're like, something's, something's got to change here. Yeah, there was reporting in the media that, Tom Ricketts was people were saying that close to him that they he was as upset as he they people had ever seen him regarding the Cubs and that final series in Milwaukee. And it did feel like from an outsider's perspective, obviously I know nothing. Right. It felt like that might have been the difference that last week between David Ross keeping his job and not keeping his job, unfortunately for him. It's also and I'm not trying to like bash the Cubs here at all, but it's also a point of like you didn't get him that much help at the deadline. Like, it's not like they went all in and said like, Oh, we bought this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And like, look at the team we gave you and you couldn't win a world series or like get to the playoffs. Like, I feel like he wasn't dealt the best hand and they're just like, ah, well, we got to blame somebody like it has to be him. So like, I, like I'm saying, I'm kind of going back and forth on it didn't shock me, but at the same time, it's not like he was handed the keys to a Bentley and then crashed it. You know what I mean? Like, right. 
they weren't expected to win the World Series. No offense. You know? The thing was at the beginning of the season, I think most Cubs fans probably wouldn't have expected to make the playoffs. No. So if you told them at the end of the season, Cubs didn't make the playoffs, but you know, came within a game of doing so, I think most fans would have been happy. I think unfortunately the way it played out probably was a big factor in the decision ultimately. For sure. They had, what, like a 93% chance of making the playoffs at one point? All right, Tom, we don't need those numbers. All right, come on. Those numbers hurt. Come on. They're just Um, numbers. They're just numbers, Tom. But sports is like being a manager, obviously, crazy hard position. But it's just crazy to me that like a team can go out there and not fail, but miss the playoffs, whatever, however you choose to describe it as a failed season. And it's like, oh, well, we can't blame the players. We can't blame this or that, like. It's got to be the manager. He's got to go. Like, I'm not saying that Ross was Joe Torrey, but like, you know what I mean? Like, you're in a tough spot. Like, I don't know. It's tough. But it did not – it didn't shock me because they are the Chicago Cubs. Like, I feel like, obviously, they had the long drought, won the World Series, competed for years, did like a mini rebuild for like two, three years, and now it's like, all right, we're ready to win again. And you see what council did with the Brewers with what half the payroll of the Cubs, something like that. Like the, like they're like, okay, if council can win with that, with that, like without having money to spend, like we're going to give this guy money. We're going to get the players in. Let's see what he, like he should take us to the promised land. So I get it. I get the move. Ian, have you talked to Craig council at all? I have. Um, He gave me a call that, that night when it was announced and um, got to talk to him for a few minutes, obviously a ton of stuff going on. I did not get to see him today at Wrigley. He was doing a million things. So much yeah. media. Um, I bet that's a little awkward. Sure we'll... Wouldn't you think that's like not awkward for him, but like, I guess awkward's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like he just basically came and took someone's, it wasn't like, Oh, there was an opening here. It's like he came and took someone's job. Not like it's his fault, but I feel like that's just kind of got to feel a little weird. I mean, yeah, the Cubs, the Cubs aren't aren't afraid to do that. You know, they similar situation with Joe. I mean, not, not like apples to apples, but, you know, they brought Joe in um, and Rick Renneria still had some some time on his contract when they brought Joe in. And, you know, it's something they've definitely done before. Yeah. And it's uh, and I am also seeing. I've we've seen many reports. Cubs are uh, apparently in the running for Shohei. I'm hearing they're uh, the most aggressive pursuers. That would be nuts, nuts. If the Cubs get Shohei, I demand we have an emergency recording that day, uh, with Saya as an interview and talking about how he recruited Shohei to the Cubs. Demanding an emergency pod. With show or with Saya and asking him what role he played in getting Shohei there. I haven't read a lot of those rumors or the articles attached to those rumors, but I did see that Shohei is expected to make a decision around the winter meetings, like Thanksgiving, just after Thanksgiving. I don't believe it, but that's what they're saying. After Thanksgiving, you said? What are the winter meetings, Tom? They're like second week of December, I think they're, first week of December. Yeah. yeah, they are. They're like the first week of December. Which would be great for free agency. It would move free agency along, but I just don't know if that's going to happen. Because I think it's just going to be, unless somebody comes in over the top with like a crazy number. But he's going to be obviously the huge chip to fall to where like 
the teams in on them are going to have to wait on other moves to pick. Well, we might owe 400 million here soon. Like we should probably wait and see if we can get this guy 500 million. Well, that's why I don't think anything's going to happen in free agency until he goes. No. It, well, at least for the teams vying for him. Like obviously some teams simply can't afford it, but. Winter meetings are December 3rd through 6th in Nashville this year. Yeah. They're saying what are they going to party be the time, but like it, it would be even the teams that aren't, in the running, the other free agents will wait because, like, the free agent dominoes have to fall. So, like, Shohei has to go to somebody, and then the teams that don't get him pivot to Belly or Chapman or maybe Nola or Snell. And then once, like, those guys get off the board, then the other pieces start to fall. So, like, I just don't know if it's going to happen that early, but this could be one of those free agencies that drags until January. Well, I was going to say that, too. Like, there are some big names in free agency this year. Like that Yamamoto guy coming over from Japan, he's supposed to be like the real deal. I mean, and then Snow you got just like, went out, went out and won the, right. or the Cy Young, and he's out there. You know, Nola's a big name. He's out there. Belly, you know, like the, you said. The hitting class isn't like deep, deep, but you have some big names at the top. You know, you still have Belly. You still have Chapman. Jordan you know, Montgomery Cascari finished strong. Been a good player. Mike Montgomery finished really strong. No, he's Jordan, get a Jordan number. Jordan Montgomery. Jordan, what, who, what did I say? You said Mike Montgomery. He uh, pitched the last out of the World Series for the Cubs, so good call. Yeah. He was a teammate. That's why he was a teammate. Yeah, Jordan good. Montgomery. Matt Chapman, but, you know, one, good player. Jorge Soler, good player. Once all those free agency uh, decisions are made, then you'll be able to go to SeatGeek. Be able to go to SeatGeek, their ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple with over 28 million downloads. SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There's over or there's more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including sports, concerts, festivals, and more. If you're going to go to Argentina and see Taylor Swift play, you could go to SeatGeek. We've got the hookup use code COMPOUND for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with the promo code COMPOUND. Click the link in the description to download the app. Um, could I could I call my shot real quick on one free agent? I'd like to call yeah, my shot first to report it. This is by no means reporting it. This is me reporting my guess. I would like to lock in Reese Hoskins to the Chicago Cubs. I feel like that is a perfect fit. Need a first baseman. Plays first base. Good right-handed hitter. People forget That's about fun. him because he was out most 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 of the year. Yeah, all the year, the whole year, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's a perfect fit. That's my shot. That's me calling my shot. Reese Hoskins to the Cubs. Can I call a shot? Depends who it is. Uh, not a Cub shot. I'm calling it not Cub shot. But I want who's the name of the person. And so I that's tampering, sir. What's the name of the person? I'm going to think in my head if I can think of the same person or think of the same team. Oh, uh, Nola. Ooh. I don't Atlanta. Know I want to hear it. Who do you think? But I think the Cardinals are going to go. Ooh, I like that. Well, because the Cardinals, my, uh, like, it's my pick of the offseason. With the Cardinals not selling Goldie or Arenado, like, they're like they had a tough season, but they're still probably buyers this offseason. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not rebuilding. Like, they have a they're ton buyers, of talent. They got they have enough young players that aren't costing a bunch of money. They need to replenish pitching staff. I bet they go get Nola. I like that. I don't like that for you because then you have to face them a lot. But I like that call. 
But you know who would see him well? Reese Hoskins, because they were teammates. Boom. You're welcome. Boom. Uh, other news that came out about the Cubbies. The Cubbies are opening the season in Tejas, Texas, against the Rangers, and we're going to be playing opening night. Does that mean we're the only game in town, or is everybody playing and we're just the night game? No, I think that's like I, I they it the way I read it is they do it like uh, I guess NBA they do two games, but it's like opening night. Like I think it's just like you guys are playing. I could be wrong. Playing, I think that'd be sick. We're playing was, before everybody else because like the NFL I knew does that, that we were opening against. I knew we were opening against Texas, but I think last year everybody opened at the same time on the same day. They might have done that for a couple of years in a row, and they're going back to this one game before everybody else plays. I think that'd be – I'm not positive if that's what they're doing, but I think that's cool. Like, I think you'll get – especially Cubs, huge market. Rangers just won the World Series. Like, that'll get some eyes on it. I believe – I just did some quick research. It appears all 30 teams are playing on the 28th, which was the day you guys are – Damn it. I think this no is longer just, cool. We're just the night. It's no, it's no yes. longer cool. Ian, have you – have you, you've been to that Texas place, right? No. You're in for a treat. And it's going to be packed. Oh, you're in for a treat. Zach loves that place. Yeah. Oh. Should be a great atmosphere. I also love God. that hotel and an off day at that hotel is going to be glorious. Where, you know, which um, doesn't matter. The Las, Las Colinas. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. How do you already know yeah. what hotel so, you're staying in? Come on, man. Been around the block. It's a captain. <laughs> the guy signed an, signed an extension. Put the C on his chest. He has a C yeah, on his chest. That's super exciting for the show, Cubbies. I don't. I don't think I've ever played an opening day night game because our opening days at Wrigley are always days because it's cold and freezing. And our opening day in Miami was day. I don't think I've ever played an opening day night. Hey, game. remember you hit a homer that day at Miami? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Cody, you had some other topics. You wanna? Uh, I only had two other ones. Uh, one of them, Tom will be very interested in, the Brian Cashman rant, where he was interviewed and uh, kind of went off for a little bit. Kind of, kind of went off, Tom. Just, just to add to it, he, he said more things today. Was that a real quote, like about yes. Stanton? Yes, I will read it to you. This is credited to uh, Gary Phillips, of the Daily News here in New York. It said, "I'm not going to tell you this is about Giancarlo Stanton. I'm not going to tell you he's going to play every game next year because he's not. He's going to wind up getting hurt again, more likely than not, because it seems to be a part of his game." That's, I, I. I mean, that's who am crazy. I to say what Brian Cashman can and can't say? But I feel like that's just something you can't say. Brian Cashman seems to be on like a, a heat check right now. He's like, oh. I power and I'm just going to I'm not getting fired. If I'm not getting fired after this season. I'm not getting fired ever. So I, I guess kinda, I, got rain. I kind of loved his first rant. Like, I don't know what it was, but I just kind of loved it because it was real. Like, you know, what I mean, it wasn't like the typical answers of like, oh, like we're going to go into the offseason. We're going to rebuild. We're going to get some pieces in and we're going to go contend for the world. Like he just said exactly what he thought. And I kind of like that. But I, I'm not a huge fan of the oh, like it's part of his game. He's going to get hurt. It's like, well, he doesn't like getting hurt. No one likes to get hurt. No one wants to get yeah, hurt. That's, so trying, like, that's not tough. trying to get hurt. Yeah, it's not like, oh, like. Stanton's not going to try for a few games because that's what he does. It's like, okay, if you're questioning like effort, sure, call a guy out for that. But injuries, like, I don't know. That's tough. That's fucking wild. Yeah. I thought the first rant at the uh, GM meetings, I thought it was great because he was kind of going back at the reporters and trying to stick up for the organization. Yeah, he was backing his guys up too. 
and yeah, backing the players up. But I thought I thought it was great that he was backing up his guys. Tom didn't yeah. like it. Tom, tell us your thoughts. No, but that's why I love that first one. The first one was real, man. He meant that. Like that was real anger and excitement. I I think it came across incredibly arrogant. Um, I think I'm. I'll be honest. Uh, I, I worked in the Yankees organization for a little bit. I am so sick and goddamn tired of hearing about how great the Yankees organization is. This is a true fact. This is a true fact. I worked there during the 2019 season out of the 13 employees in the department I worked in. I worked in PR, so I don't didn't work in baseball ops. I didn't work on that side of the thing. But this, I think, gives you an idea of the kind of place it is to work. Out of the 13 people that I worked with, 11 have left the organization. And I think that says something about the culture right now going on with the Yankees organization. This is a team that thinks it is at the mountaintop and it is no longer at the mountaintop. And a lot of the people that have been there for a really long time have gotten really comfortable in their positions. And I think they need a kick in the ass and to be waking up because I'm really fucking tired of hearing an 80, 82, whatever they were this season and saying, oh, we're fucking great. No, you fucking were not. You were, if you were fucking great, you would have made the playoffs. I'm so sick and tired of Brian Cashman. And what is this comment today? You traded for Stan. You know about his injury history. And as you guys said, I don't think it's fair at all to question. There's a lot of things you can question about Stan's approach, maybe at the plate. Uh, I'm very tired of watching Giancarlo Stan. I heard David, uh, David Cohn saying this on Towing the Slab. I'm very tired of watching Giancarlo Stan watching fastballs right down the middle every first pitch. There's things you can question with Giancarlo Stan. I don't think it's fair to question his heart and, and to say that he's always going to be injured. What does that do? How does that help the team? Uh, I'm really sick and tired of hearing how great of an organization the Yankees are. Great. You're a great organization. Go out and win some fucking championships. Yeah, you're going to spend more money than everyone else in baseball every single year. And for the last 23 years, you've got one championship to show for it. Go pat yourselves in the back some more. All of you have been here for those 23 years and you got one championship. Go tell us about what a great organization you are. I am done with it. I'm so done with it. And that's coming from our resident Yankee fan. <laughs> I will say, Tom, to your point. Tom, that was a good rant. I wish you were passionate, it, Tom. It's, <laughs> it is kind of crazy that you're the New York Yankees. I don't know if any other orgs even done this. Maybe like the A's. But, like, you're the New York Yankees. And like you said, they won in 09. Like, I think Cashman's been there since, what, 98? And he was kind of handed, like, the keys to the kingdom. Like, they won three straight, but, like, he was handed three great teams. Like, didn't have to do that much. Won in 09, but it's like, okay, in 23 years, you've won one championship. We give you all the money in the world to build the best team. Like, I'm kind of surprised he's still there. Like, I'm surprised that they haven't been, like, like put it this way. George Steinbrenner? wouldn't have wouldn't have let this happen for this song like they would have probably by like 2014 been like all right enough of this like you want an 09 now you're done you might not even got no nine yeah i mean a lot of people a lot there's a very there's a segment of yankee fans that love to do the oh if george was still around i'm i'm not of that mindset like george fired billy martin seven times i don't think that's actually good either you <laughs> no. know like we can find something between the two strategies but I'm just, I don't understand where this arrogance comes for the Yankee way uh, when the Yankee way hasn't produced winning results. They have more resources than almost every other team. They have the name brand franchise in the sport and they haven't won anything. And I don't really understand where Cashman's attitude comes from. They've been able to produce winning teams. I actually think he's still been overall a good general manager, but 
I, the last couple seasons have felt that they've needed a different voice in that role. And these comments only seem to confirm it. And at this point with the comments about Stan today, is he just like, is he on, I don't understand. Is he just on a heat check? Is he on a power trip? I don't know what's going on. Like, does the guy know he's has a microphone in front of his face? Does he know that was on the record? What's going on? Are you okay, I, I, Brian Cashman? <laughs> want to come on the show and talk? Like, I'm worried about you. I Not do really, but like a little bit. I do agree that he's like been a good GM. Like he's gotten good pieces in there. But like you said, like after 23 years and one championship, like, and you're the New York Yankees, like, it's like, all right, like maybe we just need a different voice, a different set of eyes on like what the team needs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, that's, I, that's how I felt. I think I said that I feel that same way about Boone. Like I don't think necessarily last season's Aaron Boone's fault. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think at a certain point, sometimes you just need a different voice in the clubhouse. For sure. You know what I would like to see with the Yankees? Bruce Bolt batting gloves. More Bruce Bolt batting gloves. I'd like to see a couple guys rocking the bolt. Bruce Bolt. My favorite batting gloves, batting gloves that I wear. Bruce Bolt dot US. If you're getting into your offseason, if you're maybe doing a little bit of working out this offseason, you know what they have? Shorts. They have Ooh. shorts that are made of super light four-way stretch material for working out or just hanging out. They have two different lengths. Dakota likes the five inch. I like the seven inch. That's a bunch right. of different colors. You can go buy yours today at BruceBolt.us. Um, Dakota. Yes, sir. Do you want to comment on what's going on in the state of Michigan? I don't even like getting into this. Like, I think maybe Zach was saying, or some one of my other buddies was saying something about it the whole Michigan scandal and everything. And I just don't even care. I'm so over it. Like the whole cheating thing, the sign stealing thing. I don't care. Like if they cheated, great. Punish them. They probably did. They're scumbags. Wouldn't shock me. But like now for Jim Harbaugh today to say, Oh, Michigan's got to be America's team. Now, after all this criticism we got, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know of a single person that wasn't already a Michigan fan that is now a Michigan fan because of this. That's insanity. Ian, you, you don't watch college. Zach, let's say a sec. Zach, are you a Michigan fan now? Do you feel bad? Do you feel bad for the Wolverines? You're like, oh, Michigan, let's go win it all. Like, they screwed you guys. Is that how you feel? No, that's definitely not how I feel, no. And that's the I did stuff. See- go ahead, Ian. I did see the uh, post-game speech from the interim <laughs> another just insane thing the guy's crying we did this for you jim he didn't die it's fine he <laughs> cheated he didn't do any like what are we talking about did this for you? like he's at home in his five million dollar house with his feet kicked up enjoying it like what are you talking about i i try to just stay away from it because all it does is make me mad and michigan dominates michigan state in football i get it I know people are going to be like, oh, you're just mad because they beat your ass. I know they did. I was at the game. It's 49 to zero. I know. Okay. It wasn't fun. They're way better than us. They didn't need our signs to beat us. But if you still cheated, you cheated and you're scumbags. And it doesn't shock me if they cheated because they're terrible people. It's like Tom said about the arrogance of the Yankees. It's arrogance of Michigan. Like, oh, we're probably America's team. You're never fucking America's team. Nobody likes you. God, I hate the him. amount. I hate him so the much. amount of when that assistant coach gave that post game live yeah talk and the the amount of f-bombs that he dropped and like it was unbelievable 
It was like, this guy's never been in front of a camera. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, how'd you choose this guy to go out there and be interviewed? I didn't, I didn't mind it the F-bombs. Definitely that was kind of just, there was real passion. There. That's what I was going to say. I don't mind the F-bombs. That's just like, all right, this guy just loves football. Like he got his chance. Like he's probably hasn't been a head coach for like, that's cool for him. Like I was, that's awesome for that guy. Awesome. Like you get thrown in that spot, you go yes. win a big game. Sick. But, but like to be crying and saying like, we did this for you, Jim, like Jim's not sitting in a hospital bed. He's fine. He's doing great. Like, what are you talking about? Did it for Jim. Like, Oh, you hired someone that helped us cheat. Uh, we got your back though. Like when, when Harbaugh got suspended and JJ McCarthy, their quarterback loser tweets bet, bet what you got caught cheating and got punished. W- what's the bet? Like, Oh, it's the sky. I, it makes me so angry when people cheat and then play the victim. Like I get the players aren't like the players did nothing wrong. Players didn't know. But like if you cheated as a university and you got caught and you're getting punished, you are not the victim. Like save it. And that's my rant. That's my rant. Spartans, uh, they play Duke tomorrow in basketball. It's a big game. Uh, We're on to basketball season. Football season's over except for the Lions. E-R-C. E-R-C. Employee retention credit. Omega Accounting Solutions could get you back up to $26,000 per employee for overpayment of payroll taxes during the pandemic. It's not too late. Don't miss out on your small business loan tax credit, even if you got the PPP loan. Call 800-643-CUBS or visit smallbiz with a Z, smallbizcashback.com slash cubs for a free consultation. Um, Zach, I want to ask you a question. What do you got for me? I was watching some football. I'm a football guy. I was watching a little football Sunday night. Oh, uh, don't get him started. His his rant could be worse than mine. Let's see. The Jets. The I don't Jets know if I. Won. I don't know if I have it in me. Let, let him rant anymore. Let, let him ask. Try ask question. Let him, let him try ask question. The Jets love to kick field goals. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows Jets love to get the ball onto the other team's half of the field and kick field goals. So we've had four field goals. It's 12 to, I believe it was 16. And they're driving down the field. Zach Wilson's looking good. He's slinging it sidearm, throwing it around defenders' heads. They're moving the ball. Everything's looking great. And then he throws. It wasn't even a bad pass. Just didn't see the guy. And interception. And before you know it, the game's over. But let me tell you something. In that moment, I was rooting hard for Zach Wilson. I was rooting hard because I think he's got a tough gig and he's trying his best and he was looking real good. And then he, then he was, was the good. least of their worries for that game last night. What was the it, most of their worries? I, you know what? It's. This is I why was, we have this platform is for you to express this. No, because no, I don't know. I know. I, I was just so frustrated because it's just so like. I know basic level football, but like I watch the games, pay attention a lot. I'm not studying film, but like I know what plays are coming for the most part when they line up in certain formations. Like, could you imagine what another team who actually does this for a living and studies hours about like it's just the same? And like their head coach was just like, yeah, it's a race to 20 points. Bro, they went up, I think, nine three, and they, they were moving the ball all over the place stupid penalties like every drive they were shooting themselves in the foot but like i said like 
their defense is so good, and I think that they just want to lead, and they're like, okay, let's just not fuck it up on offense, so let's just hopefully run the clock out, and then the game's over. But, like, the other team, they're they're in the NFL, too. Like, they're going to be able to move the ball, you know? And it's like they just completely take their foot off the gas, and which is funny because they're saying in the Jets – team is all gas no break and I, I i just think that is the complete opposite of their team again i'm not questioning any any man's job or many any man's integrity of the game but i mean for fuck's sake man just throw the ball downfield just throw it i you know anything can happen and they haven't scored a touchdown i'm not the last touchdown they scored was against the giants three weeks ago and it was like a Check down and Brees Hall ran 50 yards. Other than that, I haven't seen a touchdown in about a month and a half. And it's well, like they scored twice yesterday. They just got called back. Yeah, like you know, it's just like, what do we got, man? It's so frustrating. They they were in such good position too. Like that game should have been like 17 to 3 at halftime. Legitimately <laughs> 17. That, and that's being nice. I texted Zach today and I was texting about the Lions and I said. If only the Lions had a good defense, like what they could do, like it's just nerve wracking with their defense. And Zach goes, save it. I haven't seen a touchdown in three months. <laughs> like, I, it, again, like I understand it's fucking hard. Like we like, I, you know, we get yelled at as best players like, oh, do this, do that. And like, listen, I, I get it, dude. I totally get it. But like, it's just frustrating. Fuck. That's your number one team too. Like if you, that, that's the, the, sure. yeah, that one thousand percent. That's and again, I I think a lot changed when Rodgers got hurt in the fourth play of the game or fourth play of their offensive series. Like it completely changed everything they went through in the offseason. Like I get it. You have to completely change your offense, your team, everything. You brought guys over for him. You brought coaches over for him. He ain't there, you know, and like. It, it, you just knew something, and like they did nothing in their wide receiver room at the trade deadline. They did nothing for a backup backup quarterback in the offseason. Like, would you would you kill for Josh Dobbs on the New York Jets right now? Funny you say that. Here's actually a tweet that I saw. No, no, no. they were very very similar in their games yesterday. Zach Wilson offensive grade sixty four, Dobbs sixty four point six passing grade. Zach, 62.6, passing grade, 63.4, big-time throws, one, big-time throws, one, turnover-worthy plays, one. So it's like he, there's just people around around him. It's, it's tough. It's tough, man. But, hey. This is, this is tough to listen to. It's tough to listen to the sadness in your voice. Dude, it's funny. Like, it, it's just like. You, you look shattered, man. It hurts. I just he sent see- me. We we still have our snap streak going. It's at like twenty four hundred days now, and he sent me his, his daily snap today, and it just looked like the face of a man that I literally responded. I go, "You look like a broken man." It's right it's, now. it's honestly embarrassing. I'm fucking almost thirty years old, and I'm over a football team losing. But that's you, you'll be like that when you're fifty. It'll no, be I know. Worse I when know, you're fifty because like, that's all you'll have. You'll be how like, about I, how just, about I focus on? My, how, about I, how about I focus on my own career? You know. Well. But That's the not, thing not is, for like Sundays. Sundays are for football. I right, and I love football so much, and it's like it makes it. Like you guys were saying, like having a good team to root for is so much fun, and like, oh yeah, it's not like baseball where you can watch it every night. Like football is, 
there's only 17 games. So you have 17, not even Sundays, like they play another day. So it's like part of my off season. I enjoy it, especially the last two where they've been in it per se. Like, I just want to watch it. They're in it, man. Ian, don't patronize me. (laughs) I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. But Bears are still in it. They're in it. Still, they are in the running. They they have a great situation. They're going to get Caleb Williams. They have the Panthers pick and they have their own pick. They're going to get Caleb Williams at. It's all about tomorrow, man. Today. Why not be where your feet are and have worry about today? You know, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Isn't that a saying? Be where your feet are. Be where your feet are, man. You guys uh, have anything else that you want to dive into this week? One more thing that I just saw on Instagram: the uh, ALNL Talking Baseball posted it. Um, the ALNL Rookie of the Year voting: Corbin Carroll received all 31st place votes in the NL, and Gunnar Henderson received all 31st place votes in the AL. So, two unanimous rookies of the year. I appreciate. That Major League Baseball was trying to like hype it up and be like, who's going to win? Oh, it wasn't a surprise. Everybody knew who was going to win. Yeah. Like it was, it was locked in. Yeah. I mean, both guys had great years. Corbin Carroll, you know, I didn't get to see much of Gunnar Henderson, but Corbin Carroll playing against him, he's a great player. Um, offensively, obviously, what he does with his legs and around out there in that big outfield. So congrats to both of them. It's awesome. I did see the list of, uh, the last like 10 years of rookie of the years. Yeah. Very impressive list of players. Like where they are now. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, big win. Uh, Volpe got one third place vote. There we go. It's all We're about back. to turn around. Gold glove. Cashman's comments. Gold glove. Go. Anthony Volpe. <laughs> yeah. Cashman has something to, to say about it. I got to spend some time with Volpe. I spent some time with him a couple years ago and I got to spend some time with him uh last weekend at the or this past weekend at the um gold glove dinner he is he's the nicest dude ever he's so nice he always has a smile on his face and it's crazy you know what's crazy is he's young he's really young but being the shortstop in new york especially an italian american shortstop in new york and to have like Every person wants to come up and take a photo with him. Like he is already so famous in New York. It's amazing. He handles it very well. On mm-hmm. opening day, it felt like there were 10,000 people there that were like, oh, I'm friends with Anthony Volpe. <laughs> like oh, we, I went with some, I went with Warehouse Rob here from uh, John Boy and he taped Volpe on the back of his jersey and someone took a picture. It was like, oh, we're going to send it to Anthony. We're friends with him. And it was like everyone around us just knew Anthony Volpe. It seemed like every person in the stadium had a connection to him. That's so sick. That's going to be Zach on opening day at City Field. Yeah, that's me. Let's, uh, Zach, let's make let's make sure we cut the tickets off, huh? All right. <laughs> go to what it was. Get your tickets. No, SeatGeek. SeatGeek. Seat Seat Come on. Go to SeatGeek. Get your tickets. Tom, you, you, cut cut that little, you can cut that little part out. You can just cut that little cut, part cut out. That we'll just do, we'll do SeatGeek. <laughs> Get your tickets. Where's X? Where's X? Do you want to tell the people their screen times? Huh? You can tell the people screen times. We're doing Sunday, you psycho. Sunday. Yeah, like, uh, can this Sunday, be the last Sunday, week of Sunday. fucking Sundays? I am sick. Like, Sundays is criminal. So, yours isn't even that bad. I know, but like, it's a third of the day. Yeah, it's still, I don't feel proud of it. What was yours, though, Zach? Could you please say it clearly? 749. 
Mine was seven forty nine. Ian's is such seven forty nine. Ian's is such a nerd number. His is such a number that says I don't even watch seven forty nine. Sloan's the world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems. The company is at the forefront of the green building movement, and provides smart, sustainable, and hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water efficient products, including flushometers, faucets, sink systems, soap dispensers, and fixtures for commercial, industrial, and institutional markets worldwide. To learn more, visit Sloan.com. Dakota, what was your screen time? 841. Uh, honestly, any Sunday I'm sub nine, I don't feel bad about because I lay on the couch for 10 hours and watch football. That's all I do. Sorry, I, I, I feel no me. shame. What was 336. it? 336. It's going to be a W for Tom. Tom, I feel like when we started this episode, Tom was like, let's do Sunday screen time. And I think that's because Tom, Tom he knew he had a good Tom one. might have worked pretty hard on his screen time. About five thirty nine. Thought it. Thought it might be a winner. Yeah. Not with Tom Ian was like, here. Let's do Sunday because mine's not that bad. Yeah. Tom, for most ninety nine percent of the days, it's basically you and me competing for last. <laughs> Zach will sometimes sneak down to last place, but it's pretty much Ian wins, Zach's in second, and you and me are just who's third, who's fourth. That's that's pretty much the extent of it. Yeah, I have the graphic that I make, and you and I are usually not moving. Sometimes no. you have to trade places or whatever, but those two names are pretty solidly in the last two columns. Yep, and that's just how it is. You know, it's it's the lives we live. It is the lives we live, isn't it? I'm sorry that I just don't spend a ton of time on my phone, man. I, right? I just I'm not the people, proud of it. Just seeing people, you know, communicating. Ian, do you want to tease do you want to tease next week's episode? Yeah, well, next week we got a big episode. Next week we got a big guest. First, well, guest it's not next week. Wild. We're taking, we're taking. Wait, let's get this right. Tell let's me. get this right, Tom, for the people. We're taking next week off. Okay, we have to be very honest. We're taking next week off because that's the week of Thanksgiving, and we're gonna let people give thanks, and then we will be back the following week with our good friend Sean Casey. To talk a little baseball, talk a little hitting, talk a little Yankees hitting coach. Incredible uh, interview. The mayor is a fantastic human and unbelievable storyteller. And I can't wait for the people to hear I, the mayor. I said it after. It was maybe the easiest interview we've ever had because you give, him, a beauty. You give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Like You yep. give him something and he'll run with it. It's perfect. Yep. Nice, Dakota. That was good. Thank you. I do what I can. Yeah. So tune in two weeks for our Sean Casey episode. That's This has been episode 184 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. My favorite rum, your favorite rum. Go to Benny's, go to your local liquor store, ask about Parse. We will see you in two weeks. Happy Thanksgiving.